Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. I want to start with, obviously, it is great to be back in the chair with you tonight. It's been a long time, so I'm excited to be back here with you. And secondly, we're going to talk about tonight, really focus on is what can you and I, what can we as a nation be doing to solve this heart crisis that we face in America today? I want to talk about this tonight because I was on vacay, as many of you know, for the past week or so. I actually went out to a Bible study fellowship conference and got just 1,000% unplugged from the news, media, social media, anything. But it was exciting because I was out there. Obviously, I was fellowshiping with people. We're talking about, you know, positive, inspiring messages. So you're kind of on this cloud nine, if you will. And by the way, because of that, we're starting tonight. It's going to go tonight and every show from now on, what we're calling our feel-good news of the day segment. You're going to see that at the end of tonight's show, but you'll enjoy those, I'm hoping, every single night here on Point of View. But, you know, here I was having these great conversations. Uh, love your brother as yourself, all those nice things. And then on Monday, I start to gradually get back into the media and social media. And you see these news of these just two horrible tragedies in El Paso and Dayton. So you've got to, at least I did, had to digest that. Then immediately, I mean, there's no time for mourning. You see people trying to score political points off the loss of people's lives. And I guess the reason I really want to talk about this is, is I, I got back plugged in and I just, my stomach turned. Like I was sick into my stomach to see what was going on with the media coverage of these two horrific events. And I thought to myself, you know, what I want to talk about tonight is really this heart crisis that we face in America today. So as we go through this, please share your point of view with me. You can see at the bottom of your screen, very easy to do. But because when we have these kind of uh, things that happen, these tragedies, we all know there's been a big conversation as of late about people wanting to take your gun rights away. Uh, we've seen this story now time and time again. And so tonight, rather than focusing on some inanimate object, I want us to sort of take a moment to look in the mirror. You know, you and I, all of us, and go, hey, what, what can we do to really get to the root of what we're facing in this country right now? And I'm dubbing it a heart crisis. You may agree with that, you may not. And then at the end, I'll share with you what I see to be sort of my simple solution to all this. And you can tell me if you agree with that idea, that solution, or not. So we've got these horrific tragedies. People want to blame the guns because, honestly, that's kind of the easy thing to do. It's an inanimate object, can't necessarily, you know, quote unquote, protest or defend itself. It gives people and specifically politicians a very, very sort of quick fix idea to make the public feel better. They then can get reelected saying, hey, look, I actually did something. But more importantly than that, in my opinion, this is where you can share your point of view with us, but it, it, it prevents us, in my opinion, from having an honest look in the mirror conversation about, hey, how am I, who am I, where am I responsible for what we're facing in this country right now as far as the heart crisis? You see these recent reports, and there was a report recently about, you know, all the angry white men in America. We see these mass shootings over and over again, and yet we want to continue to blame these inanimate objects rather than going, what can we honestly do? And more importantly, what's causing somebody to go into their room or some room and pick up a firearm and then say to themselves, hey, I'm going to use this to go kill another human being. What is stirring in somebody's heart that has them even think about doing such a thing? That's the conversation I think we need to be having. So how do we go about changing people's hearts so that when they go into a room or they have a firearm, 
it doesn't even register that, hey, I'm going to go use this to go take another human life. To me, that is the root of the issue. That's the question that should be asking ourselves on how to really solve these problems. So I want to share something with you tonight. Um, you know, we, we've seen different takes at times on how to try to figure this thing out, what people think the solutions are, what some of the Band-Aid fixes are. But I want to do something tonight where I'm going to share with you a clip. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a school shooting in Washington and a sheriff out of Washington stood up and he said something that I thought was very, very powerful. So I'm going to play that for you just to create some context, because after that, I want to share with you some some very specific examples about what we're doing as a society to diminish the value of life. When I show you the one example specifically tonight, I think it's going to shock you to your core that someone actually sat down in Hollywood and was like, yeah, this sounds like a good script. Why don't we put $18 million behind this? Because it is a nutso idea. And we see this kind of stuff being produced by Hollywood. And then we wonder why are young men or anyone for that matter, picking up a firearm and using it to kill human beings. So here's the clip. This is the Washington Sheriff. And think about many of you out there that watch this show. I know that you back in the day, my dad included, you'd go out and go hunting after school. I mean, they, people have told me back in the day, you would have your firearm in your locker because you and your buddies would go hunting for pheasants after school. So here's the Washington Sheriff to give you some context for some more of our conversation tonight. I can tell you folks, I carried a gun all my life. I hunted, I, I shot. My friends and I, it's hunting season back home. When I was in high school, every one of those rigs in the high school parking lot had a gun in the gun rack. Why? We went hunting on the way home. None of those guns ever walked into a school. None of those guns ever shot anybody. What's the difference? Did the gun change? Or did you as a society change? Now, I'll give, I'll give you odds that it was you as a society because you started glorifying cultures of violence. You glorified the gang culture. You glorified games that actually give you points for raping and killing people. Gun didn't change. We changed. The gun didn't change we change. So you heard there that gentleman talk about, hey, we've, we've glorified now a culture of violence. You've glorified games that have people go out and rape and kill people, i.e. The Hunger Games, another movie that was produced that was, I thought, beyond the pale. But I want to explore this for a minute for a movie that hasn't come out that's about to come out. It's supposed to come out in September. And you see all the conversation from the media right now about what's caused Dayton and El Paso. And yet Hollywood is, they literally put $18 million behind a movie called The Hunt. The name is The Hunt. Now get this, it was originally, originally called The Red State versus The Blue State, meaning Republicans versus Democrats. And folks, I wanna play some of the trailer for you of this movie in a moment, but I'm only gonna play a little bit for a couple of reasons. One, the movie's ridiculous, so I don't wanna give it any more attention than I need to, but two, it's 6.38 right now in the evening. I, I can't play the full trailer for you because we'd probably get fined from the FCC. That's how horrendous just the trailer is. So keep that in mind, but I wanna share with you a little bit of how this movie was described. And let's say, for example, Wikipedia. This is what Wikipedia, how they describe this movie called The Hunt. It says, hey, the film follows 12 Trump supporters 
who mysteriously wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are, how they got there. Then they discover that they're, they've been chosen to be hunted, hunted in a game devised by a group of wealthy elite liberals. The guy just talked about culture, right? We are putting out a movie where we are hunting human beings. Here's a line from the movie that's quoted in an article I read, and I'm quoting from the film here, folks. This is what, what a line in the movie says, at least the hunt's coming up. Nothing better than going out to the manor, this is the place where they go, the manor, and slaughtering a dozen deplorables. Hillary Clinton called Trump supporters deplorables, and they go out and create a movie where an actual line in the film says, nothing better than going out and slaughtering, slaughtering a dozen deplorables. Folks, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I'm not a rocket scientist. To figure out that when you put $18 million behind a film like that and you put that out in the ether, it's gonna change the dynamics and how people see humans. When you create a sport out of killing people based on political views, political views, that's not gonna help the cause here. Everybody I talk to that's been around for generations, the greatest generation you know, in our country, they say, Chris, I've never seen it like this. I've never seen this country so divided. So what does Hollywood do? They build a show called The Hunt where it's apparently cool to go out and slaughter the deplorables. Here's a quick clip from the actual trailer. Yeah, is incredible. They can't argue with that. We pay for everything. So this country belongs to us. It's just business hunting human beings for sport. They're not human beings. <laughs> Every year, a bunch of elites kidnap normal folk like us. Where'd they get you from? Wyoming. Mississippi. Orlando. <laughs> and hunt us for sport. See how they do that? From Wyoming, Orlando, you know, they try to portray you as a deplorable. I want to go through a couple of things that clip just said, just for clarity. It said, and again, I'm quoting, we pay, meaning the liberal elites, we pay for everything, so this country belongs to us. Hunting human beings for sport. Another quote from that trailer, and here's the one that I think, again, diminishes the value of human life and why we see what's going on in our country. They just said, in a trailer, in a trailer, they are not human beings. They are not human beings because they have a different political point of view because they are, quote unquote, Trump supporters. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't take the smartest tool in the shed, or the sharpest, I should say, <laughs> that's a perfect example, to figure this stuff out. And yet a studio, Universal to be exact, looked at this script and was like, gee, this sounds great. We can make money off this. Let's go put $18 million behind this film to pr promote, and I'm quoting here, slaughtering of people based on political thought. This is the kind of stuff, and I've been talking about this now for a while, and many of you thought I was, you know, making it up when I talked about it, but this is the kind of stuff, folks, that sparks a civil war in this country. And, and we need to temper things a bit. I think it's beautiful if we can have different points of view, if we can have different thoughts and ideas, but to suggest that because you've got a different point of view than I do, that it's okay to slaughter people, I get they're gonna say, Chris, it's a satirical movie, but hey, well, you got crazy people, you don't know that. They don't see it that way. That's how they might interpret this thing because you've made it a game. So 
This is a very, in my opinion, very, very dangerous situation, and Hollywood continues to sort of exacerbate that thing. And I think that we've got to temper things a bit and calm things down. Now, with that being said, some simple solutions, in my opinion. One is obviously, one of the things that we've done a long time ago is we took God out of schools. Is that a good idea? To me, I think it's a great idea. We can see what's happened from the deterioration of our culture since. I think it was 1953 or 63 when SCOTUS made that decision. And now you've got even Oprah Winfrey suggesting, look, we need to do something to get back to the moral code in this country, to get back to valuing human life. Here's some of what Oprah Winfrey had to say about the recent mass shootings. I think what people are missing is a core moral center. Churches used to do that. It was a central place you could come to. And there was a core center of values about a way of living and a way of being in the world. So until we can return to that, however that is, in whatever form, we will continue to be lost. Get back to that morality, a place where we can value human life rather than create films that go they're not humans because of the way they think. That is frightening to me, folks. Absolutely frightening. So the other thing that I think we need to focus on is, this is my opinion, put God back in schools, but also focus on the family. When you think about any great nation, the foundation of a nation is the family. We've got to stop destroying the family unit through maybe social programs, welfare programs, whatever it might be. But if you look at what happens with a lot of welfare programs, you actually get paid more if you're not married, if you're not with the person that you procreated with, I think those kind of programs need to stop. So I want to replay this for you. I played it for you earlier here in this in the segment, but it was the piece from that uh, sheriff out of Spokane, and he talked about the culture. So I just want to, after you've seen the movie called The Hunt, Red State versus Blue State, things that have happened in our culture, which, by the way, I want to share this with you real quick. Bring up this graphic, please. Um, I don't know if you've read the manifesto from the shooter in El Paso, but I would encourage you to do that. But anything that's very important to know is what happened here with the Dayton shooter. I mentioned just a moment ago, putting God back in the schools, folks. The Dayton shooter, the Daily Mail, finally got like a notebook that he had written some notes in. I want to share with you a little bit about what he said. Inside the pages of this notebook, he says, I am the servant of the serpent evil incarnate. These are his words. I am a servant of the serpent evil incarnate, flesh consumer, light destroyer, fueled by hate, rage my strength, distrust my shield. Basically, the guy's a Satanist. You can see here, he hails Lucifer. Again, not a rocket scientist. I can figure out that when you start to pull God out of schools, you're destroying families. That's the kind of product that you end up seeing. So I want to play for you one more time the clip of the uh, Spokane County Sheriff to see if it maybe resonates in a different way after walking through uh, the hunt, the movie, and some of the things that are happening in our culture today. I can tell you, folks, I carried a gun all my life. I hunted. I, I shot. My friends and I, it's hunting season back home. When I was in high school, every one of those rigs in the high school parking lot had a gun in the gun rack. Why? We went hunting on the way home. None of those guns ever walked into a school. None of those guns ever shot anybody. What's the difference? Did the gun change? Or did you as a society change? Now, I'll give, I'll 
give you odds that it was you as a society because you started glorifying cultures of violence. You glorified the gang culture. You glorified games that actually give you points for raping and killing people. Gun didn't change. We changed. I think he makes a great point.